Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. chapter 5 and we're going to be in verse 4 um, and the Bible says blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted um, so my literal interpretation of this is um, you know when we have physical loss um, in our lives like the death of a loved one or even like the death of a dream um, God is there to comfort us um, and it wasn't until we started um, talking about this that Marina kind of brought up that um, an interpretation would be like God comforts us um, when we're mourning our sin. Um, but I want to like just uh, talk a little bit about um, mourning like physical loss in, in our world because it affects so many people in different ways. Um, but I think that it's really important important to remember that like even Jesus was someone who mourned, you know, in um, John eleven thirty five. you know, the shortest verse, it says Jesus wept. And it's important to remember that even though Jesus knew that, you know, he was going to see Lazarus again and Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead just in a few moments from then, um, he was still sad at the, the loss of his friend. Um, and that is something that's comforting to us too as Christians is that even when we lose our loved ones here in our in the physical world, um, we're going to see them again. You know, we're going to see them in heaven um, if, you know, we're faithful. So um, also with like disappointments um, or the death of a dream, the Bible teaches us um, to seek God first, um, and if we can seek the kingdom of God first, then everything that we'll ever need in life is um, going to be provided for us. And um, grief can be really overwhelming sometimes, but God isn't going to give you anything that you're not able to handle. And so as we move into, um, you know, mourning um, loss in the physical world. Um, we're going to be talking about like losing the battle um, with sin um, and coming up short. Uh, so we're going to be looking at James chapter 4. Do you mind reading the first 10 verses for my son? Yes. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is, is it not this, that your passions are at war within yourself? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You are adulterous people. Do not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. 
Or do you suppose that it is meant to no purpose? But the scripture says, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he, he has made to dwell in us. But he gives more grace, therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Thank you. Um, so I really liked these verses. Um regarding like mourning sin um and it also ties in um to our lesson last week about humility but i think that this section really speaks to you can't be of the world and of god right mm -hmm. yeah um i definitely agree that mourning sin it definitely comes from the humble heart you know because like if you don't have a humble heart, kind of like we talked about last week, then your your pride is so high that you think that you're, you know, you're above other other people or, other, or things in general. And we all know that none of us are perfect. God is the only perfect being. And so, to when you're humble and you're mourning sin, you realize you're going to make mistakes, and you're truly sorry for them because you know that it displeases God and it, you know it. It grieves him whenever he sees us mess up. Um, like one thing when I was looking for this that came to mind um, was that song that we sing quite often is Can You Still Feel the Nails? Mm -hmm. That song always gets to me when we sing it. Mm -hmm. You just think about the words, you know, can you still feel the nails every time I fail? Do you hear the crowd cry crucify again? Am I causing him pain when I know I've got to change because I just can't remember the thought of hurting him? Mm -hmm. So just the thought of when you're making mistakes, especially the ones that you know you shouldn't be doing, just thinking about, is Jesus, of course, he's looking down and watching us. Is he thinking, I died for this person. You know, I had those nails in my hands and I had the crown of thorns in my head for this person. And they're just going out and living as if that didn't happen. And that just, I mean, I have my chills just thinking and talking about it right now. So just thinking about how it grieves God when, and you're doing things that you know are wrong. Mm -hmm. And like being repetitive too, you know, because so many times right. with sin, we fall back into it. And, mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes it's just our weakness and we, <laughs> it's something we have to work on. It takes time. But then sometimes we have the attitude of, oh, well, I can repent for this today to save myself for the weekend. And then, you know, like I can go back into it, you know, like. If we have that attitude, then it's, you know, we need to change the way we're looking at things, you know, because that's not being, that's not mourning the sin. That's living in it and, you know, mm -hmm. just getting by, you know, like mm -hmm. the, doing the things that you have to do to show your face, you know, show your face at church or whatever it may be. But, um, right. you know, to truly mourn sin, you know, you need to really put in your mind that you're going to try your best to stop that sin from coming into your life and not keep living in it and keep letting it, you know be a repetition you know something you always have to do it yeah for sure one thing um it's been my mind since probably since i was in high school um one of the guys that was in our youth group was a couple of years ahead of me and he was doing a devotional one time and he was talking about about sin and about how a lot of times we call it we'll say this is my struggle this is what i struggle with mm -hmm. and he's like do we ever actually change that do we ever actually work on 
repenting and not going back to that because if are you just using it as a crutch? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is what I struggle with, you know, but you know, it's this just, is just my allergy. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just this, you know, you know, condition I have, <laughs> like, you know, are you working to be like, I'm not going to struggle with that. I'm going to put that away. Right. I just use the word weakness. I mean, because I do, I say that a lot. I'm like, yeah. well, that's just my weakness sometimes and right. not necessarily with sin, but with other things. But sometimes with sin in my mind, I think, well, this is my sin. This is, you know, this is the sin that I'm going to struggle with. Instead of being like, no, I'm not going to struggle with the sin. I'm going to fight and I'm going to make sure that I get stronger and to where it's not my weakness anymore. To yeah. where, you know, I don't have to deal with it anymore. You know, instead of just saying like, well, it's just my weakness, you know. So, yeah. One person um, who was really good in the Bible about like mourning his sin um, was David. Um so, like, one example of that is um, in Psalms 102, which he has a lot of them. And we're not going to read the whole um, section because it gets kind of lengthy. But um, he just talks about how he, um, he feels, like, so distant from God. And that's really what he's mourning is... Um, you know, sin is what separates us from God. Um, and so he, you know, was talking about like how he just wanted God to hear him and how he felt so alone because God was away from him and how God had turned his face from him. And I think that is like such a, a beautiful attitude to have to like where you're so desperate to be with God that like he talked about how he was like physically ill because um he was so distraught about yeah I also an example of David because I mean he does a, a I'd say a great job but he does a great job of you know, really pouring his heart out and being very heartfelt about his sin and um I'm sure all of us have studied the Bible at any length though David's big sin of, you know, committing adultery with Bathsheba and then trying to cover it up. He has her husband killed and, you know, he thinks he's got everything taken care of. And of course, God knows his sin and he sends Nathan the prophet to talk to him and say, look, you have this big sin and God knows and you need to write it. And David as a king could have just been like, he could have had Nathan killed probably, <laughs> honestly. Um, but he had a great heart. I mean, he was described as a man after God's own heart in First Samuel. That was how, um, who was that anointing? Was it Samuel? I guess. <laughs> Samuel. When Samuel was going to anoint him, when he was telling Saul, you know, he was not the anointed king anymore. Mm -hmm. He's, that's how he, Samuel described it, was a man after God's own heart. And so David, he wrote Psalm 51, which is a very popular song because it's been turned into a song, creating the unclean heart of God. That whole, I'm not going to read all this because it's like 19 verses, I think. Um, but when you read through it, you can kind of like um, Psalm 102, something mm -hmm. like that. You can just feel his grief in there and that he wants to be right with God again. I mean, um, verse 10 where it says, Create me a clean heart of God, renew a right spirit within me. And verse 11, Cast me not away from your presence. So he knew that if he didn't correct this, that he would not be in God's good graces anymore. Yeah.
if you think about it kind of in like what it kind of would look like in real life is like if you've ever like hurt one of your friends feelings um which I do sometimes um but like just like so much sadness comes over you whenever you're like arguing with your friend or like not communicating with your friend and like that's what God should be to us you know he should be that person that we turn to um all the time to tell him our, our triumphs and our defeats you know um he really cares for us and we should always want to be in his good grace um so what does mourning kind of look like in your life like how do you mourn sin we've kind of talked about it already um but like for me it kind of comes out in frustration um and i don't want to get into too much psychology but like uh, anger is a secondary emotion so most of the time when someone's angry it has a deeper meaning you know they're either like sad or fearful or something like that um so for me it's like a lot of things but it's i'm angry with myself that i am sinning <laughs> instead of struggling with um that i keep going back to this thing that i know is not serving god and not helping anything in my life but i just can't seem to overcome it um so how how do how do we mourn sin like what are the the steps that we need to go through I think one is recognizing that you're living in that sin. I mean, you can't deal with it until you recognize it and decide, like, okay, this is something that I'm dealing with, you know, instead of just pushing it aside or, you know, not making it important, saying, like, oh, well, it's fine, you know, I'll get through it by myself or whatever, you know. So recognizing it is definitely step one. Um, I know with me, like, I get frustrated at myself, you know, like, why is this entering my mind again? You know, why is this happening to me again? You know, like, and it's just, you get so mad at yourself because you're just like, why can't I be stronger? You know, like, I want to be stronger. And so I definitely get frustrated when I'm more in sin, um, you know, and then it turns into being upset, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, but I know with me, like, um, it helps me the most to talk to people about it you know if i'm dealing with something i'm gonna go to ava and savannah and tell them like this is what you know i'm struggling with and once i get that off my chest that's like the best feeling yeah. you know and i feel like you know once you can do that then you can start making those other steps to, to working on being better yeah at whatever you're dealing with yeah and then i think also um you know, like you said, you, having an effective intervention. So, like, if you know, if you need an accountability partner, you know, find a good friend who can be that for you, or um, you know, just someone who will pray for you. And just knowing someone's on your side is sometimes um, half the battle. Um, but you know, thankfully, God has conquered all, and He is able to forgive us and he does forgive us um and knowing that he he died for us and laid all of our sins on the cross um 
is so powerful. Um, and so the second half of the verse, uh, Matthew chapter five, verse four, is that um, you will be comforted. So like, how does God comfort us? Um, I know, like, I mean, I have two kids, so I always think <laughs> I'm a child. Um, but, like, for my kids, like, Keslin, for sure, when she's upset, she wants her pacifier, she wants her blankie. If she has those two things, the most of the time, me too, but she has those two things, she's she's okay. You know, she feels comforted, she feels, you know, peace, and she can sit there and she'll, you know, she'll stop crying most of the time. But, um, you know, and sometimes it's a, you know, for kids it can be like a stuffed animal, a doll, some type of toy, you know, that comforts them. And we probably all were young had something um, that made us feel better. But as we've gotten older, you know, material things don't comfort us as well. Um, they may be a temporary, you know, we may be like, oh, well, I've just got to go to the beach and off of it or whatever. Maybe, you know, I've just got to. Um, you know, right, and it is it is comforting for people, you know, to read books or whatever it may be, you know, that it's your pleasure, you know. Um, but you know, in like after so much time, those feelings are going to come back on you. You're going to start feeling those anxieties, those you know fears, those um, you know whatever it may be, um, come back on you, and you know those things are not going to be that true comfort. And the only true comfort is God. And, you know, when you live a life in God and for God, you know, and know His love, then you really know true comfort. Um, so. Yeah. And, um, you know, He comforts us in, in that reassurance that we are forgiven and mm -hmm. um, just having that peace that passes all understanding that um, he's got you and everything is gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. He's called several times, like in the Bible, he's called God of patience and comfort. You know, like he's called the God of comfort you know, many times. And so we just need to use that, you know, instead of just saying, oh, well, he's the God of comfort. Like, go to him and let him be your comfort, you know. Yeah. And I'm speaking myself too because, you know, there's a lot of times, a lot of things that I, you know, I struggle with. Um, I know we need to But, um, you know, that I deal with that I don't go to God first for my comfort. You know, that I look for everything else around me to comfort me and make me feel better when the only thing that can truly make me feel better, you know, about the situation is just praying to God and you know, reading God's word and realizing, you know, what I need to be doing to get back into the happy life. I mean, like, yeah. Well, all right. Well, do you have anything else? Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye.